Greetings. Welcome to the Alteryx fourth quarter and full year 2021 earnings conference call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. A question and answer session will follow the formal presentation. If anyone should require operator assistance during the conference, please press star zero on your telephone keypad. Please note this conference is being recorded. I will now turn the conference over to your host, Chris Law, Chief Legal Officer. Thank you. You may begin. Thank you, Operator. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us today to discuss Alteryx's fourth quarter and full year 2021. With me on the call today are Mark Anderson, Chief Executive Officer, and Kevin Rubin, Chief Financial Officer. Additionally, Paula Hansen, our President and Chief Revenue Officer, and Suresh Patal, our Chief Product Officer, will be joining us for the question and answer session after prepared remarks. This afternoon, we issued a press release announcing our results for the fourth quarter and full year ended December 31, 2021. If you'd like a copy of the release, you can access it online on our investor relations website. During this call, we will make forward-looking statements related to our business, including statements about our financial guidance for the first quarter and full year 2022. These statements are not guarantees of future performance. They are subject to a variety of risk and uncertainty, some of which are beyond our control. Our actual results could differ materially from expectations reflected in any forward-looking statement. For discussion of the material risk and other important factors that could affect our actual results, please refer to our SEC filings available on the SEC's website and our investor relations website, as well as the risks and other important factors discussed in today's earnings release. Additionally, non-GAAP financial measures will be discussed on today's call. A reconciliation of these measures for their most directly comparable GAAP financial measures can be found in today's earnings release. With that, I'd like to turn the call over to our Chief Executive Officer, Mark Anderson. Mark? Thanks, Chris, and thank you all for joining us on the call today. I'm delighted to report that we finished the year on an exceptional note with revenue, annual recurring revenue, and non-GAAP operating income, all beating guidance. At the beginning of 2021, I outlined comprehensive changes to our business, a transformation designed to significantly increase our innovation and product development, as well as modernize and streamline how we sell to and serve customers. Looking back, I'm so proud of the entire Aldrich organization for executing such change while delighting customers and exceeding our forecast for the year. It's wonderful to see the impact on many of our initiatives show up in our results. Growing ARR by 30% year-on-year to finish 2021 at $638 million was job number one for us. We added $145 million in net new ARR during the year and delivered a record $59 million in Q4. This gives me the kind of confidence and momentum that every CEO wants going into a new fiscal year. Kevin will get into the details but I'd like to highlight some of the progress we made in 2021 on our strategic imperatives before outlining our priorities for fiscal year 22. Since joining Alteryx, I have not wavered from my contention that we have a massive opportunity ahead of us. Business and government leaders tell me frequently that they are early in their journey to digitize and become data-centric organizations. The sense of urgency to upskill their workforces is only increasing. As this generational shift towards data literacy evolves, we believe there will be independent companies that emerge as platform leaders in this market. Today, we see a market opportunity of approximately $65 billion across 
the analytics and data engineering space. These markets are growing at a healthy clip and are projected to exceed $110 billion by 2025, according to IDC. Furthermore, we also recently completed a new study with IDC that concluded there are over 78 million advanced data workers worldwide, and we believe our strategy of democratizing analytics across this population positions us well. We will seize this opportunity through innovation, executing on our go-to-market strategy, and expanding through partners. Our product innovation continues to strengthen. Under Suresh Vital's leadership, we are advancing our product roadmap and continue to drive both organic and inorganic opportunities to accelerate our innovation agenda. We're focused on three pillars of innovation, cloud centricity, big data fluency, and AI as a strategic advantage. We've been making terrific progress. Both Designer Cloud and Alteryx Machine Learning are now available in North America. In addition, with the success we've seen in APJ with Alteryx Auto Insights, formerly Hyperana, we are excited to share that we have now launched Auto Insights in North America. As more and more customers deploy modern data architectures in cloud data warehouses and operate across a hybrid cloud environment, their need to bring analytics to the data will certainly increase. Our acquisition of Trifacta enhances our ability to help customers solve this problem. In addition, it expands our product portfolio and accelerates our journey to the cloud. This acquisition leapfrogs us into all three public cloud environments, giving our customers more flexibility. Trifacta is particularly strong at serving the needs of IT and data engineers. This aligns very nicely with our core go-to-market strategy to work more inclusively with IT. Today, this adds to our growing portfolio of cloud-based products. Ultimately, we expect Trifacta to become our modern cloud-based backend for the combined Alteryx platform. Trifacta also brings us a rich bench of cloud-first talent across key functional areas of our business. Throughout 2022, we'll update you on our platform build progress. We know that you are keenly interested to learn more about our strategy and pricing for our cloud products. In order to drive adoption and encourage growth in our audience, including expansion within our customer base, we launched with introductory pricing that scales by user for all of the cloud products, Designer Cloud, Alteryx Machine Learning, and Alteryx Auto Insight. For Trifacta, we will retain the existing pricing constructs with scales based on consumption. Collectively, we are reducing the friction customers experience while providing more capabilities for them to further mature their analytic journey. On the go-to-market front, we've been focused on building and scaling a world-class team. Under Paula Hansen's leadership, we've seen major improvements in our account coverage, partner engagement, and execution discipline. The foundation for long-term growth is being instrumented through scalable sales processes and coordinated sales, marketing, and customer success resources. Customers tell me this focus helps them do more and do it faster. That confidence shows up in our 30% growth in year-over-year -year ARR results. Other proof points include, we closed 17 deals with more than $1 million in ACV in the quarter, nearly double what we closed in Q4 2020. We ended the year with 90 customers with over a million dollars in ARR, representing a 45% year-over-year growth. 
we realized our highest renewal rate since 2018. And we saw sales productivity continue to increase across the board. The fourth quarter is traditionally our strongest quarter for expansion business, and this quarter was no different. For example, a large multi-state insurer moved away from a la carte purchasing and expanded by leveraging our new ELA bundle because they saw a strong appetite for future growth. Additionally, the ELA structure delivered the value and flexibility required. An important factor in their buy decision was due to our tight integration with Snowflake, which aligned to their cloud strategy. This insurer is primarily using Alteryx in the actuary, finance, and informatics departments, and early feedback includes how easy Alteryx is to use and to drive change with scalable automation throughout the organization. Miller Knoll, formerly known as Herman Miller, and known for their modern home and office furniture, expanded with Alteryx this quarter. They're building out their modern data and analytics technology stack, and we are a key partner. By leveraging Alteryx, Snowflake, and Tableau to speed up automation and upskill business analysts, Miller Knoll has seen value across their sales, supply chain, and finance departments. The elegance of the integration between partners in this stack was a key driver for Miller Knoll. Also this quarter, a leading America car rental company became a customer and is leveraging our platform to address data access challenges, preventing them from optimizing FP&A initiatives. The company is using the Alteryx platform to integrate critical planning, budgeting, and forecasting data coming from SaaS applications and to provide real-time insights to the FP&A team. Data that was generated but trapped in ERP and SaaS applications is now being pulled into workflows generating real-time actionable business insights. Next on partnerships, we continue to focus on developing the ecosystem through strategic technology and distribution partners. Like Miller Knoll, customers expect modern vendors to work well together. As a generational move to data centricity plays out, we are well positioned in the modern data ecosystem. With every partnership, we solve for a better customer experience, more actionable insights, and increased speed to value. Our strategy with technology partners is to deliver seamless integrations for customers and encourage deep field collaboration. This flywheel is just getting going for us, and there is a lot of upside here. In Q4, we sizably expanded our partnership with Thomson Reuters, allowing them to sell Alteryx across three of their key business units. Thomson Reuters customers that leverage these broad range of solutions yield remarkable results with dramatically improved efficiencies and risk reduction. Finally, AWS provides us with a great example of how we're leveraging partnerships to expand our go-to-market reach. In Q4, Alteryx designer and server became available in the AWS marketplace. This means that customers with enterprise discount programs in place can now have Alteryx product purchases count towards their annual consumption commitment. This unlocks new sales opportunities for us. This also allows AWS customers to realize the value of Alteryx while streamlining procurement and consolidated billing. In 2021, we achieved terrific progress with the Spark Ed program, our education and upskilling initiative that empowers learners at all levels to acquire data analytics knowledge and skills. We now have more than 130,000 students representing over 700 global universities. We have ambitious plans to leverage SparkEd with our passionate community to create hundreds of thousands of data evangelists 
who advocate for Alteryx technology throughout their careers. As an executive team, we are hyper-focused on leveraging the momentum from our solid finish to 2021, our three recent acquisitions, as well as last week's successful in-person sales kickoff. This was the first time in two years. We had well over 1,000 attendees, including over 200 partner participants. The energy was incredible. We've constructed another solid operating plan for FY22, and my confidence in our team and their ability to execute has never been greater. We still have much work to do, but I'm optimistic that we will continue to see strong operating results as we execute during FY22. Our ability to innovate is accelerating, and our readiness in the field continues to improve as we sunset our year of transformation. Now, moving on to 2022, we are squarely focused on the following key initiatives that will define our success. This will be a year of innovation for Alteryx as we build an integrated cloud platform and assert our leadership while broadening our value in the modern data analytics stack. Our vision is to make it easy for customers to democratize analytics across their enterprise using easy to access cloud solutions, all while still providing flexible options that complement their on-premise investments. We believe we're well positioned to build on this vision in FY22. Our core products, designer and server, continue to deliver new innovative capabilities that extend our low-code, no-code analytics automation. All four of our cloud products, including Trifacta, are available now. We are focused on driving adoption of these cloud solutions across our customer base as we move quickly to integrate Trifacta as our unified cloud platform through the rest of 2022. Our go-to-market strategy focuses on the foundation we put in place last year, enterprise class, value selling to the global 2000, supported by a robust partner ecosystem from the initial land all the way through value realization. Our customer-facing resources are now aligned under Paula's leadership. The launch of our cloud portfolio will provide our customers with innovation and options, initially in 2022, and in a more meaningful way in 2023 and beyond. In closing, I'm so proud of our results and the progress we made last year, and I'm extremely grateful to our employees, partners, and especially to our customers for their support in this journey. I believe we have put the vast amount of transformation behind us. I've been doing this for a long time, but I've never seen an executive team execute so much, so quickly, and so well. Customers globally are looking for unified platforms as they advance their digital transformation agendas and work to democratize data. I'm confident that we're doing the right things to drive predictable growth for a very long time. And I believe Alteryx will be one of the winners in this highly fragmented data analytics and automation landscape. We're building an innovation powerhouse supported by a world-class go-to-market motion. We look forward to keeping you updated on our progress and are also planning to hold an analyst day in conjunction with Inspire, our annual user conference, being held from May 16th to the 18th. We'll provide more information about that soon. With that, let me turn the call over to Kevin. Kevin? Thank you, Mark. Q4 was a record quarter for us as revenue, ARR, non-GAAP operating income all exceeded guidance. We ended the quarter with approximately $638 million in ARR, up 30% year over year, the second quarter in a row now that we've seen accelerated growth. Q4 revenue was $174 million, an increase of 8% year over year, 
and our Q4 non-GAAP operating income was $18 million, or a 10% operating margin. 2021 was a transformative year for Alteryx. New leaders reinvigorated our go-to-market efforts and accelerated our innovation engine, which is evident in our strong results. And with the recent acquisitions and new product launches, we believe we are on solid footing to build on this momentum into 2022. Our focus on the largest customers and prospects is gaining meaningful traction. We now have 43% of the Global 2000 as customers, which reinforces our large upsell potential and strong customer lifetime value. We also saw an uptick in net expansion within our Global 2000 segment at 128%. We now have approximately 90 customers with at least $1 million in ARR, up 45% year over year. And as of Q4, customers with 100,000 or greater in ARR make up approximately a half a billion dollars of our ARR and grew 36% year over year. Some of the key wins for the quarter include Circle K, Devon Energy, DirecTV, Pfizer Canada, Safeway, Textron Systems, Viva Systems, and Warner Brothers Productions. Q4 was another record hiring quarter as we ended with approximately 2,000 employees. And we saw a significant improvement in employee attrition, which was cut in half from the peak we reported in Q2 of 21. These are important proof points as we invest in the business for durable growth in the coming years. Now on to the financial review. I want to remind everyone that unless otherwise stated, I will be discussing non-GAAP results. Please refer to our press release for a full reconciliation of GAAP to non-GAAP results. Our Q4 GAAP revenue was $174 million, an increase of 8% year over year. Our strategic shift to focus our go-to-market on ACV to strengthen ongoing pricing is working. Average contract duration was approximately 1.5 in 2021, compared to approximately two years in 2020 and 2019. The resulting accounting treatment from the lower contract duration cost us approximately 10 percentage points of revenue growth in 2021. We believe this was a non-recurring impact for 2021. I'm pleased to report that as a result of our strategic focus on ACB, we are seeing improved pricing, and this sets us up well going into 2022, where we have a large population of renewals. Our Q4 gross margin was 93%. Q4 margin reflects the continued investments we are making in building out our customer success organization. We are beginning to see the benefits of these investments prove out in our improved net expansion rates within the Global 2000 and overall improved renewal rates. Our Q4 operating expenses were $143 million compared to $103 million in the same period last year. The increase in our operating expenses is attributable to the increase in our overall headcount and marketing programs to drive growth. Our Q4 operating income was $18 million, or an operating margin of 10%, and net income was $12 million, or $0.17 cents per share, based on 69.3 million fully diluted weighted average shares outstanding. Let me briefly summarize the results for the full year. ARR grew 30% for the year, and revenue increased 8% to $536 million. Gross margin for 2021 was 92%, reflective of the continued investments in customer success. Operating expenses for the year were $493 million, as compared to $383 million last year, primarily due to the record hiring in 2021. 
Full year operating loss was $2 million, essentially break even, and net loss was $11 million, or 16 cents per share, based on 67.2 million fully diluted weighted average shares outstanding. Turning now to the gap balance sheet and statement of cash flows, in the fourth quarter, we generated $39 million in cash from operations, and as of December 31st, we had over $1 billion in cash, cash equivalents, short-term, and long-term investments. Before turning to our, our outlook for 2022, I'd like to share with you a high-level framework for how we are approaching this year. First, we are entering 2022 with a backdrop of robust demand from large enterprise customers who are looking to digitally transform their businesses. Second, we have an expanding product portfolio with a strong go-to-market strategy to help us achieve our growth plan. Third, our acquisition of Trifacta closed on February 7th. We will start recognizing their financial results as of the close date and anticipate that this acquisition will contribute approximately $20 million in ARR in 2022. We expect limited revenue contribution this year due to purchase accounting treatment of deferred revenue, which will be a one-time dynamic as deferred revenue will build back up throughout the year. Fourth, we expect to see an increase in the amount of revenue we recognize upfront from our on-premise products. For 2022, we expect the upfront revenue recognition for our on-prem products to be approximately 50% upfront 40% previously. As a reminder, ARR measures the overall health of the business closely correlates to the long-term cash flow and is unaffected by contract duration and other revenue mechanics. We believe our focus on ARR encourages the right operating behaviors while providing the most flexibility and choice for our customers. And finally, from a seasonality perspective, we expect 2022 revenue, ARR, and cash flows to be like previous fiscal years. As in the prior fiscal years, we typically hire aggressively early in the year so that we can benefit from productive employees in the second half. This results in higher operating expenses in the first half of the year relative to revenue and ARR, with leverage coming the second half of the year. Finally, I'd like to remind you that our guidance is subject to various important risks and cautionary factors referenced in our call today and in today's earnings release. Now turning to our outlook for Q1 and full year 2022. For Q1 2022, we expect ARR to be in the range of $675 million to $678 million, representing year-over-year growth of 32%. We expect gap revenue to be in the range of $144 million to $147 million, representing year-over-year growth of approximately 21 to 24%. We expect our non-GAAP operating loss to be in the range of $50 million to $47 million and non-GAAP net loss per share of $61 to $0.58. This assumes 67.8 million weighted average shares outstanding. For the full year 2022, we expect to exit with ARR in the range of $805 million to $815 million, representing year-over-year growth of 26 to 28%. We expect gap revenue to be in the range of $710 million to $720 million, representing year-over-year growth of 32 to 34%. The impact of increasing our upfront revenue recognition percentage from approximately 40% to approximately 50% adds roughly $45 million in revenue, which we have included in our guidance. We expect our non-GAAP operating loss to be in the range of 50 
to $40 million, primarily due to our trifecta acquisition and the impact of purchase accounting. Excluding the impact of trifecta, we expect our business to be break-even on the year. Our non-GAAP net loss per share is expected to range from $0.68 cents to $0.58. Cents. This assumes 68.3 million basic shares outstanding. Finally, we expect an effective tax rate of 20%. In summary, I'm excited about what is to come in 2022. We have a robust pipeline with a large growing TAM of over $110 billion by 2025 that we believe we are well positioned to serve. We are aggressively building out our cloud platform with new product launches and the acquisition of Trifacta. We are bolstering our go-to-market strategy with an experienced and growing sales organization and expanding our partnerships. And we expect to see healthy growth in ARR and accelerated revenue growth. And with that, we'll open up the call for questions. Operator? Thank you. At this time, we will be conducting a question and answer session. If you'd like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. A confirmation tone will indicate your line is in the question queue. You may press star 2 if you'd like to remove your question from the queue. For participants using speaker equipment, it may be necessary to pick up your handset before pressing the star keys. In the interest of time, we ask that you please limit to one question. Our first question comes from the line of Brent Bracelin with Piper Sandler. Please proceed with your question. Hi all, this is Hannah Rudolph on for Brent Bracelin today. Thank you for taking my question. Um, just one for you, Suresh. It's really clear that you guys are investing in cloud, Lore.io, and Hyperana and Trifacta. I guess my question is, aside from the integration of these acquisitions and execution, is there any feature or functionality you feel like you still need to capitalize on the cloud opportunity? So I, 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 I believe the integration of these platforms and the user experience, so we're delivering value for the entire enterprise. We think we think there's a massive opportunity in democratizing analytics and offering you know, best-in-class on-premise solutions as well as best-in-class cloud solutions. Um, and that's what our roadmap is going to be focused on here on forward. Great. Yeah, just a reminder, Hannah, it's, it's, it's really not a big bang kind of a build for us. Uh, this is something we believe it's going to take us, uh, you know, a, a good couple of years to do, and we're doing this really to reduce friction uh, so that our customers can interact with us uh, as quickly and successfully as possible. Helpful. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Tyler Radke with City. Please proceed with your question. Yeah, thanks for taking my question. Maybe a, a question for, for Paula, and, and congratulations on the, the promotion. Um, you know, I wanted to touch on the, on the go-to-market side. It obviously nice to see the strong growth in million-dollar deals. Um, I guess I'm curious, like, what what you're doing differently. I mean, how are you kind of approaching the ELA and, and standardization um, exercise across your larger customers? And um, and then maybe a second question for you is just how how are you? Um, you know, I guess what's the message for your your sales force this year as it relates to um, you know, co-selling Trifacta, and how are you just kind of managing um, those those two product lines? Thank you. Thanks, Tyler, for the question and, and also for the congrats. Uh, so really, as we look at the ELA discussions with our customers, it's, it's part and parcel with our broader strategy of the democratization of analytics and having the conversation around 
uh, upskilling the enterprise, uh, enabling more personas across the enterprise to participate in the opportunity for analytics and, and helping to unlock the potential of data for their business. So the ELA helps us uh, in that discussion because customers like predictability, they like flexibility, uh, it, it supports them in their growth and their adoption and expansion initiatives. So it's been a very positive conversation for us with our, uh, both with our existing customers as well as in some cases with new customers who just want to understand what the growth opportunity looks like uh, with Alteryx uh, as they continue to mature their analytics. Um, in terms of your second question, we had our uh, SKO last week. It was electric to be with the team, uh, both in person and virtually. And of course, that's when you galvanize the team around the the direction and the mission. So to your question, uh, it's really clear. We put a foundation in place last year around uh, enterprise selling, around value selling. Uh, we've made investments in customer success to help our customers realize the benefit post, post uh, investment with us to drive adoption and value realization. We're 100% continuing on that path. Um, we have you know, diversified our sales motions. We have a lot of personas now that we speak to. Our our classic business analysts, business users, where we often land, uh, where designer and server and Alteryx machine learning uh, serve really well. And now we're thrilled that we can plug Trifacta into that democratization conversation and access a whole new persona of the data engineer and the IT user. And so uh, the mission is clear. We're here to help our customers mature their analytics automation capability. We know that in order to do that, they need to serve a number of uh, personas across the enterprise, and we now have an incredibly powerful portfolio of both organic developed products as well as acquisitions like Trifacta and others to uh, enable us to have those conversations. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Derek Wood with Cowan & Company. Please proceed with your question. Oh, great. Thanks. It's Andrew Rudd for Derek. Uh, congrats on the strong quarter. Um, Kevin, your your uh, ARR guide is stronger uh, than we had modeled. That, that includes Trifecta, obviously. But um, can you talk about the pipeline heading into first half? Uh, what are some of the, the uh, your expectations on Designer Cloud um, in terms of releasing pent-up demand? And how should we think about the shape of ARR growth through the year? Yeah, thanks for the thanks for the question. I uh, appreciate it. So look, we're going into, you know, 2022 with a lot of confidence having, you know, just put up 30% growth in, in ARR and a record Q4 quarter. So, uh, you know, that gives us a, a lot of confidence as, as we go into the year. As I mentioned during the prepared remarks, uh, we do have a strong uh, pipeline and, and uh, we're looking, you know, we're looking uh, pretty confidently as, as we go forward. We also have a very large population of renewals that you know that I mentioned uh, that come up for renewal in, in, in this year, and, and there's no better time for us to really have those conversations uh, with customers about expanding the relationship uh, than in the year of renewal. So uh, there, there's a lot of really really positive momentum uh, that we've built up, both from a pipeline, uh, you know, and energy, as, as Paula mentioned, coming out of SKO, and then a population of renewals as we get into the year. Uh, in terms of your comments around uh, the shape of ARR, as I mentioned, I expect the seasonality this year to look very similar to prior. Great. Thanks, Kevin. 
Thank you. Thanks, Derek. Our next question comes from the line of Michael Turritz with KeyBank. Please proceed with your question. Hey, guys. Um, congrats on the deal um, and on the quarter. Um, the uh, Kevin, uh, you gave us the EBIT and, and told us what it was, um, uh, X, the, the write-down. But um, a lot of puts and takes from RevRec position there. What about a cash flow? But what, where do you expect cash flow to come out and how much cash flow uh, negative impact from Trefact? Yeah, th thanks, Michael. Um, so, <clears throat> in terms of, I mean, we, we don't guide to cash flow uh, per se, but you know, operating income and, and how we think about investing in the year is a reasonable proxy uh, for you know what we should expect from a cash flow perspective. Um, as I mentioned, uh, we expect the core business this year uh, to run at at, at break-even levels, and we obviously are assuming uh, Trifacta's run rate and expenses this year. So there is a one-time effect. Uh, relative to that, but you know, as we go forward to the year and and we start to book and and build their business, that will have a positive effect on cash flow going forward. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Mike. Thanks a lot, Michael. Our next question comes from the line of Sanjeet Singh with Morgan Stanley. Please proceed with your question. Uh, thank you for the question and congrats on a strong close of the year. Mark, I want to uh, give you a chance to to go through the sort of strategic rationale behind Trifecta. Because in some sense, it looks like it, you know, the core capabilities um, sort of speak to Alteryx's core value proposition historically. And so why was the right time now to, to buy a, a, a cloud um, data integration, data preparation tool? And what do you think the impact as Trifecta, as, you, uh, as Trifecta gets out in the market, um, that, that part of the solution, what do you think the impact on other parts of the portfolio, particularly um, the cloud designer product, which is, you know, just been recently launched, core Alteryx uh, designer and server. How are you going to manage that that portfolio? What do you think the, the impact on the growth on that side of the portfolio will be? Yeah, I mean, thoughtful question, as always, Sanjeet. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, first of all, on the rationale, uh, listen, I think you know, I've been pretty clear about uh, the feeling that we really need to build a platform in the cloud that can support all the innovations that could be expressed as apps down the road uh, to make them as easy as possible for anyone to provision from, from any device anywhere in the world. And, and that's the kind of flexibility, I think, that will stand us apart uh, from people in the long run. And, uh, you know, Trifecta uh, has been doing that for the last two and a half years. They, you know, we, we, we get a team of 200, you know, cloud-first, I think, the rock stars, and we spent the better part of the last year working with them. And, even before due diligence, and uh, and I think the timing is right uh, for Trifact as well. I think you know if you look at the execution improvement through Q3 and Q4, getting to 579 in Q3 and getting to 638 in Q4 on the AOR line, uh, it, I think it, it demonstrated uh, you know, the, the 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 reasoning for the changes that we made and 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 the fact that you know Paula Paula's fingerprints are all over it. Uh, you know that combined with you know. The, the significant drop in attrition uh, that we mentioned in Kevin's prepared comments, yeah, I, I, it just felt like the right time uh, because we need to reduce, you know, the the time for the journey uh, to get this built. You know, if we did it by ourselves, it could take, you know, four years. Uh, this cuts significant time off that and really brings people onto our bench that uh, that we need and and not just, you know, the hundred or so that are in product and engineering. 
the, there's 100 people in finance and accounting and, and, and marketing and sales that, that bring cloud-first skills, uh, and we need that, uh, especially at this scale, to, uh, you know, to inject into our team. So, you know, uh, we've been clear, like, we, we, don't, we don't have to build a, a cloud platform yet, um, but the, the sooner we get going and the sooner we really start to make, you know, make some progress on, uh, on, on that, I think the more flexible and the, the, the less friction our customers will, uh, will experience when they're doing business with us. I think on the on the impact, uh, you know, it's it's really a, opens up as Paula said, uh, it opens up a whole new persona for us. You, as you know, we've been primarily focused on selling to business analysts. Uh, you know, Hyperana gives us uh, a new persona to to sell to a business user, somebody like you or me that may not necessarily want to write Python or or get into workflows in, in Alteryx. Uh, and uh, the the folks at Trifacta have been selling into IT and data engineers. Um, that's their primary go-to, and that's a really complementary motion to what we've been doing, and it really dovetails into the focus that Paul has driven into the team of, you know, being uh, selling, you know, hiring people that come from, you know, bigger companies, a lot more experience, selling to, you know, senior-level executives, <clears throat> but also, uh, you know, being inclusive with IT uh, to drive governance and inclusive with security to drive, you know, security. Uh, uh, compliance and so so it really I think is a is a it's an ideal fit and it comes at the ideal time for us. Appreciate all the details, Bob Spark. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Sanjeet. Our next question comes from the line of Kanil Micharik with William Blair. Please proceed with your question. Thanks for taking my question and congrats on the great results. Um, I, I realized it's still early, but how are you thinking about the mix of the cloud as you look out two to three years? And given the range of personas that the new products target, should we expect any changes in how you're incentivizing your sales team as you roll out and integrate the cloud solution? Yeah, I'll start with that, and maybe Paula can give you some uh, uh, some more context, uh, Camille. You, you know, I, I think I, I think the, the, the journey that we're on is is to really try to differentiate ourselves by, by, by building a real platform that consolidates multiple elements of what other people would, you know, would, be, would be separately selling to our customers. Uh, and, and we think you know, very clearly that platforms win, and, and that's why we're on this drive to reduce the amount of time it takes us to, to build the platform and, and bring on the kind of people like all three of our acquisitions have done to you know, the, the kind of people that can you know, design and build the products that our customers are going to use in the future with far, far less friction than th than this industry ha has ever seen before. So, you know, I think we're I think we've made uh, we've made great progress on that. Paula. Yeah, thanks, Mark, and thanks for the question, Keneal. So, the foundation that we put in place last year from a go-to-market perspective uh, really supports this you know motion of our growing cloud portfolio. Um, it really is about making sure that we can have the, the enterprise-wide conversation as well as have tailored discussions with the multiples of personas that participate in the enterprise capability and, and conversation. So uh, I have you know, every confidence that the, the Go to Market Foundation that we've put in place will scale with us through 2022 and, and beyond, uh, and just excited that the, the portfolio is continuing to 
grow and evolve and we plug more of that innovation into the go-to-market. That's helpful, caller. Thanks again. Thanks, Camille. Congrats again. Our next question comes from the line of George Iwanek with Oppenheimer. Please proceed with your question. Thank you for taking my question. So uh, maybe digging in a little bit more into the strong demand environment and the go-to-market effort. When you look at the, the ecosystem leverage that you're getting now, maybe can you give us a bit more color on what you're seeing with the, the AWS marketplace launch and you know how quickly you can put your own direct sales force on that um, customer generation to drive expansion as well? Thanks, George, for the question. We're really excited about the uh, the AWS marketplace and uh, participated in reInvent and, and uh, had many ecosystem partner meetings while we were there because of the importance of partnerships overall to our go-to-market strategy and, and our growth, quite frankly. Uh, so I think the AWS marketplace, like, like other marketplaces, which uh, we will participate in, um, gives us another route to market, gives us a chance to uh, you know, have customers consume our products through through different means and channels, uh, leveraging you know some of the investments and commitments that they've made with some of the the cloud providers like in AWS. Um, and you know, from a from a go to market perspective, our field is definitely encouraged to be thinking about all the different partners within the ecosystem that we work with, whether it's uh, the GSIs that are helping us have conversations. Uh, at the senior executive level around digital transformation, or whether it's with um, you know some of our uh, technical partnerships like with Snowflake and UiPath and others, or solution providers that help us uh, expand uh, the marketplace uh, to new customers and within existing customers. So it's a big part of our growth strategy is is ecosystem partnerships, and I think we'll be expanding to more partnerships new partnerships in 2022 as well. And if I could just add on top of that, um, George, you know, I think you're right. The, the strong demand is coming because I think, you know, people are waking up here now, uh, God willing, post-pandemic, and, and, and realizing that it's not just the PhDs that, that are going to deliver the kind of uh, analytic solutions for the modern enterprise or, or government. It's 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 got to be everyone, and everyone needs to, de to develop skills to become more data-centric if you're going to be a successful business. And so I think that demand for us is, is, is coming because companies are recognizing that, and there's, there, there's no real platform out there that, that consolidates as, met, as much of this as possible. And so that kind of gives us the confidence uh, you know, that we can <clears throat> put our heads down and build this innovation powerhouse. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Steve Koenig with SMBC. Nico, please proceed with your question. Hi there. Thanks for taking my question. Uh, congrats on the quarter. And um, what I would love to get some color on would be um, how is your sales productivity ramping, particularly for the first half of, of your 2021 hiring that you did? What do you what do you see in terms of transfer system-wide productivity and um, and then what's, what's your, you know, matching your hiring cycles uh, that are going on now and your plans for the year, you know, against your performance for the year, um, what, what trends would you see in productivity, you know, throughout 2022? Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks for the question, Steve. I'll, I'll, start, I'll start out with some high-level uh, 
uh, data and then pass it on to our uh, new president, Paula. Uh, you, know, you know, listen, I, I, I think for, for um, excuse me for one second. Paul, can, do you mind taking the answer? I got to sneeze. Sure, you bet. Uh, so, Steve, I think the, the sales productivity is something that we've talked about a little bit the last couple of quarters. We're pleased to see improvements uh, in that the last couple of quarters. It will continue to be a focus for us uh, as we go through 2022. And at the same time, we're expanding sales capacity. So uh, the TAM is big and growing, as we shared at the in the opening remarks. Um, we are uh, investing in that TAM and in the opportunity for growth. So we're pleased that we are not only uh, hiring more sales capacity, but we are seeing improvements in the productivity of that sales capacity. And in some cases, the newer people that we're hiring are hitting, hitting the board faster, hitting, hitting their stride faster. I think in part because of, of, of the hiring uh, focus that we've placed uh, on the types of talent that we know can come in and, and have impact. And then, you know, the strategy just being the right strategy based on what our customers are telling us. Yeah. And, and I'll tag on to that. Thanks, Paula. You know, Take a look at the kind of people that we're bringing on board. Uh, you can see them on LinkedIn. They're, they're actively, you know, talking about their experience at SKO last week. They're talking about, you know, their experience uh, with Alteryx as an employer, and they're coming from, you know, uh, companies that have billion dollars or more in revenue. They have that stage experience that is so necessary to make customers happy at this stage, and and they're coming. Uh, you know, you know, with more than 15 years on average of, of experience, and so you know they've they've been through startups and they've often done this you know long-term sustained hypergrowth journey. And and I, I think you know Paula is, is maybe too modest to, to recognize that uh, you know she's a talent magnet. But she's building a team of talent magnets, and I think that's what's necessary to win in, in tech these days. Great. Well, thanks to you both. Thanks, Steve. Our next question comes from the line of Pendulum Bora with J.P. Morgan. Please proceed with your question. Oh, great. Uh, thank you all, and uh, my congratulations as well on the quarter. Um, one one question from my framework. Um, could you help us maybe, I, I think I heard a little bit, but could you help us maybe how do you position Trifecta and, and Design and Cloud? Because you have now four different cloud products. Um, so. I think I heard unified cloud platform, Trifecta as a unified cloud platform. So over time, all these products, should they, would they, would they kind of fold under the Trifecta umbrella uh, from a technical or a branding perspective as well? And then I think you launched pricing on some of your cloud products. I heard user-based and Trifecta has volume-based. So over time, would we, would we expect that pricing also to kind of unify under one of the two models? Yeah, thanks for the great question, Pendulum, uh, as always. Uh, yeah, you know, I think think of Trifacta as um, – think of them as, as being the foundation of our platform. Uh, it's We're leveraging the work that they've done over the last uh, two and a half years in building their stack in all three public cloud players in, in, in more than just uh, one uh, uh, geographic theater. You know, so so I think that 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 really sort of express routes us to having a platform that we can now write uh, and build applications to access that platform uh, to be as friction free as possible. And so, in terms of positioning, you know, we we went through a really successful uh, designer cloud 
you know, uh, trial period that uh, uh, that Suresh ran, as well as um, kind of like a early early user. Uh, and we lo learned a lot of data about how customers wanted us to uh, wanted us to uh, you know give them bundled offerings with Designer Cloud, as well as Designer. Uh, you know, be able to incorporate uh, more of these new products into our enterprise license agreements to be able to be as, 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 as flexible as possible, but also to encourage people to burst uh, beyond what their limits and thresholds are, not penalize them for going one seat over. So really flipping the script on that. And so, you know, you can think of, you know, discrete products today uh, that, that, you know, the, the hyper-ana product, uh, Alteryx Auto Insights, we render the data that Alteryx uh, is able to, to, to aggregate and, and, and pipeline, and, and that can give a person like you know, me or, or Kevin uh, English language suggestions about areas to, you know, to, to surface, to, to look at. Really simple to, uh, to use, and I think uh, it'll be a new persona that we can sell to. Um, for Alteryx machine learning, it's the same thing. We're making machine learning for the masses, and, and uh, being able to suggest some machine learning models that uh, that customers may want to you know build and deploy and go from there, uh, and those will be apps that will access the platform that Trifacta has in the near term. Over the next year, we're going to use Trifacta's consumption-based pricing to continue selling into into their customers and start enjoying you know some intimacy with IT and the data engineering role, really important roles that we were just starting to get successful selling to. And, and building, you know, features and compliance uh, that, that make them happy. So, so uh, it, it will all come together under a common platform for sure. I think you'll start to see, you know, our pricing. Um, again, this is not a, a, a race to finish. We, we want to do this to make, make us easy to do business with for our customers. Uh, but we're going to do a, a high-quality job. And, and I think people will wake up in 2023 much like uh, Office 365 users woke up and, and not really knowing whether they're working in a browser or working on an application, and, and we want to make it as easy as possible uh, for people. So, uh, Paula, you may have some uh, some more things to add there. Yeah, thanks, Mark, and uh, great question, Pendulum. So we're we're clear in terms of where we sell what uh, coming off of our kickoff last week. You know, when we think about Designer Cloud. We continue to see a lot of interest from lines of business, business analysts, business users who are familiar with Designer Cloud, like its ease of use, they're familiar with the various tools. So that's a, a really logical place for us to continue to expand our Designer Cloud footprint, where we already have hundreds of, of users from our early uh, release program. And then we see a, a different opportunity uh, in uh, with the Trifacta solution where we're going to be speaking with data engineers inside of IT. These are often the people that are making decisions on cloud data warehousing and, and replatforming of their data architecture. And in that case, the Trifacta solution is, is just a, a really perfect match for them. So very distinct but complementary sales motions. Understood. Uh, thank you for the thoughtful answer. Uh, one quick question for Kevin. Um, I think you said 20 million seems like um, from Trifecta on, on the ARR for the year. Um, just want to ask if, it, if, if that number is a kind of a post-DR write-down number, any, any way to kind of understand the, the Trifecta run rate uh, prior to the, to the acquisition? And, and how 
should that 20 million kind of flow into ARR through the year? Yeah, thanks, Pendulum. I appreciate it. Uh, so when, when we do, oh, well, now, now that we've closed the acquisition and, and we integrate the, the financial information of Trifecta into our books and records, we will take the deferred write down, as you mentioned, as it relates to, to revenue. Um, so that, that, that is what's impacting the, the, the higher expense level as, as we go forward to the year. Uh, from, a, from an ARR perspective, it's not affected by those same dynamics. And so, uh, you know, we are bringing forward, uh, you know, the, the, the business that, that we've acquired. And so, as I mentioned, we expect uh, about $20 million in ARR to come from them this year. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Benjamin. Our next question comes from the line of Koji Ikeda with Bank of America. Please proceed with your question. Hey, hey Mark, Paula, Kevin. Uh, nice quarter and finish of the year. Um, two you. questions from yeah, yep. Uh, two questions from me. Um, on the guide for 2022 operating income guidance, without trifecta, um, would that operating income guidance maybe have come in close to break even? You know, just trying to get a sense of the the magnitude of the acquisition integration costs. Yeah, thanks, Koji. So, uh, as I mentioned in the prepared remarks, the, the core business before uh, Trifecta is expected to operate at break-even for, for this year. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. Sorry, I must have missed that. Apologies. And then the second question, in the prepared remarks, I noticed you uh, there, there was a comment about RevRec uh, change for this year, you know, 50% up front versus 40 from the past. Is this uh, an effect of contract duration or or is there anything else we should be thinking about that's causing that red rec change? Yeah, no, it's 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 not a function of contract duration. Uh, you know, unfortunately, 606 has got some gymnastics in it that we've talked about ad nauseum. But in this particular case, uh, for the on-premise products, we're going to see a slightly higher uh, portion of, of upfront as a result of, of uh, some of the packaging of, of features and designer. And so we'll have a little bit upfront. Uh, I commented that it will drive about 45 million of incremental revenue in 22, which is, uh, you know, certainly not the totality of the increase in the guide. Got it. Got it. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Koji. Our next question comes from the line of Chase Donovan with Raymond James. Please proceed with your question. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the question, and congrats on the great quarter. Thanks. Uh, you noted the strong success with Auto Insights uh, in APJ, and that's now coming to North America. Also noted the strong demand for the machine learning product. Uh, just curious, kind of, if you take a look at the take rate today for incremental modules, you know, wh where do you kind of see that stand today, and where do you think that can go over time as you guys now uh, leverage kind of the platform strategy? Yeah, you know, Chase, we're we're not going to get into uh, take rates on the cloud stuff, you know, by product. I think at this stage, it's still you know relatively small. Uh, from a materiality standpoint uh, compared to uh, designer and server uh, business. But uh, I can tell you just from having seen it firsthand that, you know, the founders of, of, uh, of all of the businesses were, uh, that we've acquired were at our sales kickoff last week, and, and Kent and, and Natalie, the founders of, Auto Inc., uh, of uh, Hyperana, you know, we're, 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 we're probably tied for the, the, the most uh, – uh, the most um, – you know, successful people at the show because <clears throat> the Trifacta team had 50, we had 50 Trifacta people there and they were swarmed by our sales team. Uh, overwhelmed might be another term. So, you know, listen, salespeople want, they want more products to sell and they want more people to sell it to. And, and you know, uh, we recognize in, in all of these acquisitions, 
you know, you, our investor uh, base and analyst base, can count on, you know, the experienced team that we have to sort of execute a plan uh, to make these people and, and this technology integrate into our company. That's, in my mind, where, where acquisitions either uh, either succeed or fail. And so you can bet we've got a very granular plan for each of these products to not only help uh, uh, avail our salespeople to more, but also you know, educate the market around you know, what we're doing to, to build this platform. And Chase, if I can add a quick quick data point. We spent the last six months um, putting our products through a beta and a limited availability. Several hundred customers have been using these products for well over six months now. Um, and the feedback generally has been positive across the board for Altrix Machine Learning and Designer Cloud. And so we feel very confident that uh, we are ready to meet the customers where they want to be met and kind of expand the use case for analytics automation. Perfect. That's really helpful. And then one more, Suresh. Uh, just I know we're only a week into closing the Trifecta acquisition, but just curious, any high-level thoughts, how you think about the tri Trifecta integration process and timeline, and just any major milestones uh, that we should watch out for this year? Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Um, great question. Um, so I've had the opportunity of, of doing integrations of kind of multiple products in the past, and I think the, the journey with these cloud product integrations is where you put your customers at the heart of the process, take their feedback, and continue to drive integration. So I don't view this as a kind of a big bang execution for us, but we'll be releasing you know, capabilities almost on a quarterly basis, um, and there'll be milestones um, that we play out here. Uh, but as you're thinking about the themes for integration, um, definitely platform and infrastructure integration is going to be a big theme for us. Uh, Mark kind of talked about the opportunity with Trifecta to become the cloud platform. Um, and so bringing a common set of platform services is something that we're thinking about and we're delivering against pretty aggressively. Um, you should expect to see us kind of uh, thematically uh, user experience and onboarding uh, should be another theme. And then, of course, the third theme, think about data connectivity and cloud connectivity across uh, a variety of data sources. Um, so as we build out the roadmap, these themes will be front and center for us. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Chase. Thank you. Our final question comes from the line of Edward Maggi with Barenberg Capital Markets. Please proceed with your question. <clears throat> Thanks for taking my question, and congrats on the quarter and the acquisition. Uh, just one last question here. Uh, we talked about how fiscal 21 was a transformative year for Altrix. Can investors view right now as a sort of inflection point that demonstrates we're past you know, major growing pains through new management introductions over the past four months? The company has truly pinpointed its vision on growth at scale. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I, I hope that by um, you know inferring from our tone and, and from and, and, and hearing from our words that we're squarely focused on on driving you know long-term uh, ARR growth in, into this massive TAM that we have with with the best platform and the best people. Uh, so you know that's uh, uh, we, we moved a lot of people out of the business in the last year. Uh, you know, some self-selected, some uh, didn't want to be around for the volume of change, but we. Uh, imposed uh, but the team that we have now the volume of people that we brought in are are hitting the ground running and and uh, i think we're in a really good spot uh, edward I, I really do yeah and i would Great, add thanks. edward Nothing. that oh, just uh real quickly to add on to the point that, that mark was making this is a, a year 
of acceleration opportunity for us because that's what our, our customers are asking us to do. And one of the responsibilities that I've picked up in my new role is our customer success and services organization where we're really focused after the sale with our customers on driving adoption and expansion and, and value realization. And what they have told us you know, to a customer at the executive level is that they're looking for us to help them accelerate their maturity with automation and analytics. And so this customer success team that's been built under our uh, chief customer officer, Matthew Staubel, over the last year plus has just blown me away in terms of what we've been able to deliver to our customers, uh, you know, uh, really helping them with that acceleration that they're asking for. And we're going to come out with some exciting things that we'll be sharing with you throughout the year around how we'll help our customers assess their analytics maturity, benchmark themselves, give them recommendations on how they can accelerate their journey, uh, you know, real business partnership uh, discussions that, frankly, they're, they're asking Alteryx to lean in on as a, as a good business partner in addition to the technology that we provide. So uh, that's going to be something we'll continue to update you on as well over the course of the year. Really great to hear and really looking forward to what we're going to see next year. Um, that's all for me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of the question and answer session. I will now turn the call over to Mark Anderson for closing remarks. Thanks, operator. And I'd like to say thank you again to our customers and our team at Alteryx. Let me be very clear that we expect a win in 2022. We have a large TAM in front of us, and we are well positioned to take our share of that opportunity. We're going to do this by focusing on ARR growth, by building the technology that's imperative to the modern stack, and by, and by delighting customers with a go-to-market motion that will make them successful faster. Thank you. This concludes today's conference, and you may disconnect your lines at this time. Thank you for your participation, and have a wonderful day.